1: Morning, BT.
0: For a strong America, for a proud America, I am running for President of the United States of America. The official official announcement with the chance of Nikki, Nikki in Charleston, South Carolina, yesterday, I say uh, officially official because uh, if you really look at this, she's done it in three waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki Haley said, I'm going to announce I'm going to run for president. Then in the middle of the show two days ago, she uh, drops that, that that video online, and, and then yesterday uh, around midday, it was made official. It's Beau and Beth, and that's Nikki. And on the WBT hotline, it is the return of the great one, uh, the uh, anchor of, of Capitol tonight on spectrum news all across north carolina tim Boyum, how the heck are you my friend
1: i'm wonderful how are you friend
0: we're good we're uh we have two official candidates in the race now for president
1: well, for now for now <laughs> there may be another south carolinian soon there's rumors that tim scott is uh getting the campaign together too so uh, she may not even win in south carolina we'll have to see but uh yeah it's um it's early in 2023 with these races i mean we got a uh, candidate for governor already too so uh, buckle up.
0: The Tim Scott um, potential is pretty interesting, especially given that in that video that Bo was just talking about that she released two days ago, Tim Scott's in the video. He makes a little uh, appearance.
1: Yeah, and I think that's going to be really fascinating. Obviously, now, you know, South Carolina, uh, with, you know, that being right at the top there for the first primary on the Democratic side, too, is, uh, or the Republican side potentially, too, right at the beginning, is going to be fascinating because. You know it, it's it's all about finding a lane and finding a way out, and you know obviously South Carolina being that early emerge someone could emerge that maybe isn't uh the former president Trump or Ron DeSantis if he wins so I, I you know but if they both run that that creates a challenge for potentially both of them so i mean that that race is uh it, it's just gonna be fascinating. I think a lot of people think DeSantis if he runs he gets out of that but I, I don't know i mean. One thing we learned since 2016 is is uh, it's dangerous to predict anything.
0: I was talking to Mick Mulvaney on Monday, and Mick Mulvaney said, he said, well, think about this, because there are polls right now that show DeSantis ahead of Trump. Uh, and there are also polls that show Trump beating DeSantis if Nikki Haley is Trump's running mate. And we have already seen that President Trump has been uncharacteristically uh, benign as it relates to Nikki Haley, unlike Ron DeSantis. He's calling him, what, uh, Ron the Meatball now? That's yeah, his? Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron, or, or Ron De DeSanctimonious, uh, you know, pick your nickname. Doesn't have one for Nikki Haley, and so far they've been playing nice. But if you listen to the speech yesterday, and uh, John Moore, let me go to the number, number uh, three there. Uh, this is from yesterday. She didn't mention Trump, but she kind of talked about Trump. Strengthening America. Believing once again in America is the only way to defend ourselves from those who want to destroy us. When America is distracted, the world is less safe. And today our enemies think that the American era has passed. They're wrong. America is not past our prime, it's just that our politicians are past theirs. (laughs) Now, I know uh, you could say that that's a barb towards Biden, that's a barb towards Trump, that's a barb towards both. But uh, it's how long can she sort of uh, play the middle ground as it relates to uh, the most high-profile challenge, the only challenger she technically has right now on the GOP side?
1: Well, and a lot of people think she's in this race to potentially be a VP candidate. So, I, I, you know, she's going to have to continue to play it that way. It depends on how much she wants to truly win the race. If she was just on the Today Show this morning and they they were going uh, at her about Trump over and over and over and she said you know you keep wanting to make this about Trump I'm about moving this country forward you know so I, I don't know and you know it depends on how quickly they're put in a room together you know through these events it depends on the behavior of the former president you know i tend to think if the polls show it tightening he's going to he, there's no question he's going to you know be more vocal against her mm-hmm. um, but you know, She's also pointed out yesterday during a speech and I think it was in the video too, you know, sort of her separation as a female candidate, um, which I think is is, is important and it will be an interesting lane for her to try to run her campaign on too. So there, there's there's I mean the dynamics are really fascinating. Uh, but you know, Trump's got his thirty percent and there are lots of polls, including one yesterday out of North Carolina out of a consultant group that showed DeSantis ahead and he's not even in the race. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think the big question is If he gets in, and when he gets in, and how that changes potentially everything.
0: She yesterday um, several different times. Bo just played one of them. talked about about age. She talked about fading the fading names in politics. She talked about politicians of the 20th century, and we need politicians of the 21st century. But then she also started talking about term limits and. Cognition, uh, mental faculty tests for people uh, above the age of seventy-five. Um, could that potentially backfire on her with uh, with a, a group of voters in saying that people need to be tested past a certain age?
1: I mean, I, I definitely think there can. And by the way, you know, voters are generally older in general. But on the other hand, um, first of all, term limits are very. It's a very good base issue for Republicans. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just broadly, that that's a smart tactic. But you know, I mean, you talk to a lot of people in the streets, and a lot of them don't want Biden or Trump to win because they want a new generation of people. So I, you know, I think strategically, it's probably a very smart thing. Broadly, when you start getting the testing, yeah, I think it might upset a certain sector of voters. uh, But she may also be trying to get a rise out of President Trump too. So uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But broadly, I think. I think there's a large sector of the voting base that does want, you know, fresh new candidates out there. Uh, And she's trying to take advantage of that before, say, DeSantis or Scott gets in the race.
0: Well, I mean, there are only two right now. Uh, I believe that this will be uh, a domino of sorts. I think the real domino is still Ron DeSantis. We know he's going to get in, but the question is when. Uh, How long does he stay on the sidelines and kind of watch all of this and, and speak in vague terms? When does he lock in, do you think?
1: I think it's probably going to be relatively soon. I mean, I, I don't have any kind of connections inside his group of folks. But, you know, I think if Nikki Haley didn't get in and it was just the former president, Trump, in the race, I think he would have let it go a little longer, you know, to keep organizing. But, you know, another candidate in the race that's getting attention, like I said, Nikki Haley is on the Today Show this morning. It could put the pressure on to keep running. You know, I, I think that's the same thing with the North Carolina governor's race. Mark Robinson's not in yet. The Republican candidate, assuming he's running you know, I think he probably is going to be forced to get in soon too. So, um, uh, I think it's going to be sooner than later. Um, you know, it's a presidential race; they got to raise money, and we got two candidates in now. You can't sit back too long.
0: Yeah. Well, Tim Scott is uh, doing a series of listening. Uh, he's on a listening tour. He goes, uh, you know, place place to place in South Carolina and holds these sort of town hall meeting type things. He's doing that uh, as we speak. He's, he's, those have started up, so you know we know that's a precursor to actually getting in. But once that happens, that uh, you know that makes the state of South Carolina that much more crowded mm-hmm. uh, for uh, attention. So we'll stop it there. Uh, what's the What's the uh, tying it together podcast on this week?
1: It is the House Speaker of North Carolina, Tim Moore. Uh, we talk pretty in depth and candidly about. Medicaid expansion, medical marijuana, veto overrides, and all kinds of things, and why he has a possum hanging upside down in his office.
0: Ah, there, there's a tease if I ever heard one. <laughs> uh, Spectrum News, Capital tonight, across the state, weeknights at 7 o'clock. Tim Boyum, uh, one of our favorites. Thanks
1: for uh, calling in. Always an honor. Be well, my friend.